1: Hey hey, 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 hey! Psych. Let me stop. It's me and Mandy, and we are fine. And this is Brown and Vision. Too soon. Too <laughs> soon. Oh my god, it's crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm taking it super seriously. I have not. I'm. Well, y'all know that I'm. I normally self quarantine anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just because I'm always doing home. your part. <laughs> mm-hmm. But honestly, it's it's crazy. Mandy, one of my friends, and you know who you are, friend. You might listen. I don't know. He's a promoter. So he had like a lounge night and then brunch the next day and had the nerve to have on gloves at brunch. Like I just saw, I just know via like his Instagram stories. I'm like, sir, maybe don't go to brunch, but if you're going (laughs) to do brunch, you know, bringing
2: gloves is not the worst idea. As you guys know, we're talking about what everyone's talking about right now, which is coronavirus, COVID-19. It seems like we've been top of the show talking about it the last few shows and no matter what every day it gets more intense every day it's more intense the anxiety level at least in new york city i don't know about jersey but it reached its peak the last week Mm. Um, i officially started working from home i would say last monday and since then you know offices have been closing businesses have been closing You know, the virus is spreading all over the city, in the suburbs where I am. Um, Everything is a ghost town. You know, my husband was still going into the office until the end of last week. Now he's working from home, quote unquote, working. He actually can't do his job from home. So he's been here in the house creating home improvement projects to do instead. But that's beside (laughs) the point. But has said that the trains are just, you know, completely empty and it feels... You know, unless you're a grocery store, it feels like everything is sort of abandoned, which seems to be the best thing to do. You know, like I don't it I don't, I. you know, I saw a couple of my guy friends on Saturday night. We're out at a bar and I'm like, can you go home? Like, this is serious.
1: Yeah. That's I mean, I was making a joke with my friend, but I was like, bro, honestly, go home. It's weird in Jersey because public transportation is not like a big thing like it is in New York. So I went to go make sure my parents were good yesterday. They like wanted to come for a hug, but I was like, Mm-mm, social distance. My dad is in his 70s. My mom is in her 60s. Mm. But I wanted to make sure that um, they had enough water. My mom, I mean, she's been playing her whole life with this as an African woman with a deep freezer that's six feet tall. Yeah, She said, we have, enough, we have enough food for a lifetime, which they do. But my concern was they didn't have enough water. So um, I dropped off some water, and I just felt like a, a filter was probably best for them anyway, but... I remember I was on the road and it, it looked like a normal Tuesday afternoon on the road. Like people are still driving places in Jersey. So I'll say that, I mean, I haven't been out, out, like that was really the only outing is to to make sure my parents are fine and check in on my sister. But, um, yeah, as far as driving, it looked, it wasn't there were people out and about what
2: about the stores i mean do you feel like there's been so i'll say that i've been to the grocery store and the things that are missing are meat and you know i wanted chicken tacos for dinner last thursday and i was like called my mom it's like we might have to change our plan because there is like a few sad turkey breast fillets here and and like the most random meat selection tp is gone cleaning supplies gone It just feels like all this panic shopping. Can we talk about that for a second? The Mm -hmm. panic shopping you know, a a few weeks ago, my mom and I went to Sam's club and got some essentials. I was worried because we didn't have children's Tylenol or ibuprofen, Mm -hmm. you know, like if we were going to get sick and you don't want to go out and spread germs, like having some medicines at home seemed like a good idea. And we did get like diapers and essentials, but we just basically did grocery shopping. It feels like people are out there shopping for the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And that is causing all these shortages, which to me, like, and you know, the uh, local governments here have, you know, officials have said it's not necessary. You know, at a minimum or a maximum, you know, get enough for a couple of weeks, but they're not going to be closing down grocery stores. If anything, those are the essential businesses that will, you know, remain, remain open. open. Yeah. So I don't know if the panic shopping, if you guys are out there doing it, I understand why, but try to only take what you need.
1: I'll say this, that I was fortunate in that I had just honestly went food shopping probably like a week before the panic shopping started because I was like, Oh, I knew, you know, obviously like, um, the coronavirus they were talking about it on the news. And I just remember thinking like, I don't even have regular food. Let me just go regular food shopping. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I went regular food shopping the day before it all went crazy. I went on a Tuesday and I remember like, there's plenty of water on the shelves and things like that. And I was, but I had, had bought, um, cause my sister always says I over food shop, which I do. So, I didn't have enough space to put water on the cart. And I was like, I'll just come back tomorrow for the water. Mindy, I came back the next day. I'm like, "Eh, "What did the zombie apocalypse happen? Yeah. It was so, it just, I couldn't. And I was just honestly grateful that I had gone regular food shopping. But I will say, actually, you know what? I'm going to save it for my brown boost about like who has been bay during this time. Um, But yeah, it's just, honestly, it's been crazy. But aside from just the health, kind of like fear, fear stuff. There's also the financial stuff that's happening as a result. I mean, the sky is literally falling when it comes to the market. I'm like, ah, I was looking today like, oh my goodness. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm like, ah! (laughs) i've tried i've looked
2: but i've kind of looked like oh this is a moment in history and i'm just going to see you know what's happening i'm just looking at the data the data is like why did i even bother saving in the past year i mean you know know. um and for those of you you know the past few episodes we have been saying it's getting a lot harder to do this but we have saying don't you know your 401k is like your face don't touch it it's but the anxiety over not just you know, you're 401k anymore, but it's like the economy itself, people who are the small business owners who've had to close down, you know, everyone from like yeah. my hairdresser who just opened her salon a couple of years ago, you uh. know, canceling appointments to the the woman who was going to paint my son's room, having to cancel all her clients this month, the bar owners or restaurants that are having to be closed down, the the people who work there, waitresses, um, um, hostesses, like, you know, that those type of gig economy are like wage workers, are really the ones who are gonna be floored by this whole situation. And and I think where the anxiety comes too is like where's the leadership from the top?
1: Yeah. You know, who's
2: looking out for these people? And you know, Trump has not necessarily been a small business president. <laughs> He's yes. been a big business president. And I feel like much in you know in the last recession it was very much all about the big banks getting the bailout but there needs to mm-hmm. be some sort of bailout Congress needs to work I know they canceled their recess and they came back l- this week which is good but like it still feels like too much politics and we need to create some sort of safety yep. net and tell people you're going to be okay we're going to make government work for you and you know your bills will be uh, delayed or you won't have to make payments on stuff for a while there's been st- so, Stories of, oh, sorry, real quick. There's, I know there was a story of like a landlord who knew that his tenants worked in the restaurant industry and said, okay, I'm going to cut your rent in half for the next couple of months, which is so generous. But like we need mm-hmm. something, we need a relief package from the top for these people so that the panic and the, the anxiety um, can lessen for those people.
1: I would love for us to just kind of explore, like, what do some of these things mean? So I'm seeing this a lot, which actually has shocked me. I don't know if you've seen this, but on social, people are like, should I pull all of my money out of the bank? I'm like, what? Mm. No. I'm I'm actually really shocked that that's what a lot of, like, honestly, some young people are thinking that. And I'm like, well, the last time there was a huge run on the banks, it was the 1920s, 1930s. And that's why they created the um, FDIC, so you can have insurance up to $250,000 for your like if the amount of money that you have up up to two fifty, meaning that if that bank were to go under, the federal government will give you back your money up to two hundred and fifty thousand. And if you have a joint account, it doubles to to five hundred thousand. And you know if you have more than that, you're certainly welcome to say, you know what, I actually have, you know six hundred thousand, so I'm going to put another hundred thousand in a different bank so I get coverage that way. I can understand that, but pulling out your money and putting it at home is probably one of the worst things that you can. Do. I was sharing, you know, that with I, I can't believe how many people were really that, you know, that that was a they thought was a viable option. I'm like, don't do that. Like, uh, you know, it's bad enough that you're you know, we're not going to be earning much in interest. But now you're guaranteed you earn nothing. And the, the problem with money that's not earning, it's actually losing because of something called inflation, which is basically the devaluing of money over time, meaning that your dollar can do less over time. Think about how much candy you used to be able to buy as a, for a dollar when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Think about how much candy you could buy now with that same dollar. The, can, the candy's the same. I, I used to love um, Swedish Fish, and it used to be like 10 cents for a Swedish Fish, and now it's 25 cents for that same little pack. Same Swedish Fish, same size, same dollar. So why is it that my dollar can do less? I used to be able to buy 10, now I can buy 4. That's inflation. So... If your money is actually not earning, it's by nature losing its value due to inflation. So you don't want to pull your money out of any little bit of earnings that you could possibly make. But I will say, if you are in retirement or if you are in um, close to retirement, like within 5, 10 years, then, I mean, we're kind of here now. I don't even know about switching up now. But if that's you really sitting there with your financial planner advisor to talk about what should I do, hopefully they've reached out to you before now. Mm -hmm. If you have one, because some moves should, you know, should have been made. But if you have over 10 years before you retire, so 15, 20, whatever year, you are going to be, I'm going to use air quotes, fine, in that the market is cyclical. Just 10 years ago, we had the Great Recession, and then we had, you know— last, like, what? How many years of, of prosperity? And that the market does this up, down, 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 up, 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 down, down, down. So if you have over ten years, you will see it go back up again, and you should be fine. It's those people who have less, or those people who are already in retirement, that I probably worry about most. And um, I'm just and ahead. you
2: hope that people who are nearing retirement were already deleveraging themselves, like taking yes. themselves out of the market. You know, I'm not going to lie. I just in real time have checked my um, 401k because today the market's rebounded a little bit. They were up like 4%, which in any other day would have been a huge gain. And I'm like, what does 4% mean? Because I checked the other day and my 401k was down 17%, y'all. My mm-hmm. return since January is down 26%. I have lost a fourth of my savings. Um, mm-hmm. Why am I not doing anything though? Okay. Okay. Because, like Tiffany said, I feel like I am young. I feel like I have time on my side. I have a bit of a hard time, like telling myself, okay, for sure you're going to be okay. Because honestly, this is un- this is unprecedented.
1: Unprecedented, so, yeah. I, w-
2: none of us kind of, it's, it's an interesting experiment is kind of how I'm looking at it. How will the U.S. economy bounce back from this? We're going to really need, I think, you know, the typical tools that our government has used to, you know, protect from crises like this, like the Fed slashing interest rates as they have been, aren't necessarily working like they have in the past. So it's going to be interesting to see how and when and how soon we bounce back. But for now, I am taking my own advice. I'm not touching anything. I'm still contributing to my 401k. I want to believe that we'll find a way out of this the people who are thinking about taking your money out of the bank i mean at least in the bank like tiffany said you have fdic insurance your money is protected up to $250,000 per account per institution so putting it under your mattress is about the dumbest thing you can possibly do someone please convince my dad of this i've been trying for 20 years now it's tough <laughs> it's tough for me to see that loss but i also remember when i started to invest at 20 like 3 22 years old right after the recession kind of hit and i've seen the value in starting to invest at a time when the markets were down, because as they go back up, you know, you've got a bigger share than you. your money is going further today. It's sort of like it's sort of like there's a clearance sale on stock right now if you look at it that way and um mm-hmm. if you if you invest now the idea is that when those stocks go back up when those assets go back up in value you know maybe you're able to buy 10 shares of whatever you're trying to invest in today but because things are on sale but like last year you maybe could only afford one you know when that asset or stock increases in value You've got 10 now, so your growth is potentially 10 times as great. Now, this is all hypothetical. I have no idea if it's actually going to happen, but I am going to be optimistic. I have emergency savings like I know Tiffany has as well. I do have okay. cash, that's liquid that we can tap into in some sort of crisis. So for me, I'm fine with my 401K sitting there struggling, strugs to funk. Um, and I just hope that it it bounces back. I worry more for the people who don't have just cash on mm-hmm. hand, you know, for this you know situation like this. And I'm curious to see what happens. It's like people are not going to be spending like they used to Sure, grocery stores, um, yes. are struggling to meet demand, but people aren't out, you know, using and feeding the economy, fueling it with their spending in the way that we have been before. And Girl, I, I have no freaking idea. And if experts tell you they have an idea, no one knows.
1: They don't. No one knows. So what we've been doing is that, like, I was like, okay, what can I do to be proactive? So I gathered my fave finance folks and asked them um, this current week, if you're listening, like, when the show just comes out, and even if you're not, it'll still be available for replay. I asked them if they could teach a class to their specialty for free. Um, no upselling, no nothing, just for free. And so last night we had Tila talk about stocks, like how do you buy stocks, you know, when the market crashes. And she talked about she's not buying stocks currently right now. She's waiting. And she showed, like, how to look at a stock chart and what to do. So it she was amazing. And then tonight I'm teaching how do you budget and save during an economic downturn. And then on uh, Wednesday, Sandy is teaching... How do you make money from home? So I think that's critical. And then on Thursday, the final class is Kara Stevens, uh, the frugal feminista. She's teaching how do you, because Kara does a lot of wellness. You know, how do you manage your your wellness and your money during a crisis? Because I think it's really important to end with that component. There's a lot of anxiousness going out. So all of that is happening on uh, the Budget Needs Facebook page. The good thing is if you miss it or whatever, it will be, it's the replays are always pinned to the top of the page. So you can watch Tila's. Um, by the time you listen to this, mine will have already gone out if, you're, if you haven't joined already. And if you just wanted to get like updates as we do more, because I'm going to do more of these with other experts. Like I'm sure I'll have someone, how do you teach your kids at home? So I'm just trying to do my part, but if you go to uh, Budget Nista Goodies, so that's Budget Nista, y'all, y'all should not spell that, but goodies is dot com. I'm just sending out notifications, reminders, and links to the free classes. So, cause people keep asking like on my social, you know, where, where? So I'm like, you know what, it's just easy. And if that's just my email list and what it is, is that um, I send out like, hey, classes tonight at 9 PM, here's the link to join. So yeah, it's just... You're right. There is no answer. I I will say now is the time to drop down and get your frugal on, girl. Like for real, like it's time to really, the the biggest, biggest regret that I had during the last recession is that I didn't get frugal enough, fast enough. And now I'm not a big spender anyway. I think you like y'all know that me and Mandy are not like these big old spenders and we pretty are like, you know, pretty frugal already, but there were things I could have done that could have Trimmed up a little faster. And that was one of my biggest regrets because I could have had a little bit more money to last me. I think I still had cable on until like the last minute. And I was like, girl, this was like 200 bucks a month for the last six months. You know, that's a lot. That's $1,200 you could have used, you know? So really considering looking at your finances tonight and say, what is not a necessity? And removing as much as you can while still being able to maintain a decent like you know standard of living but having access to cash and savings is really going to be ideal right now because you don't know i thought that when during the last recession 2009 i thought as a teacher i could not lose my job because teachers didn't lose jobs and then i did and i wasn't really prepared this time i am prepared because i know anything can happen like, despite that, like, you know, that my business does well in financial kind of turmoil because people are looking for for answers, that there's no guarantee that the budget needs to, will still be here. So I'm really conscious of the fact that, like, what do I do if, if like, you know, the business tanks? And, like, what does that look like for me um, and my family? So living frugally, saving as much as you can. I honestly, I see people are going hard with paying off their debt. Normally I'm like, yes, go hard. I wouldn't. Right now, that extra money, you need to be setting aside for yourself to pay bills in the future. I would not be putting, like, I'm normally, me and men are normally like, go hard with your debt. Mm -mm. I would not be giving my debt double and triple if that's what you've been doing. I would be preserving capital and making sure I had enough money to last me should your income decrease or be eliminated in the next couple of months. Now is really time to hunker down, quite honestly.
2: No, I completely agree. And let's take take a quick break. And I kind of want to do the show a little bit differently because- we have been getting questions, which are, which are pretty much along those lines, you know, what should we be doing? And of course, Tiffany and I have been focusing a little bit on and mostly on your 401k and investments the past couple of shows. But let's talk about like kitchen table finances and how you can talk about this as a family and plan ahead for whatever there is to come. So you want to take a quick break and we'll come back and do a quick, um, we can just continue uh, talking yes. about, you know, families and how you can be doing this and I'll, I'll share with how we've been handling it in my household as well.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm.
2: back. So we were talking about, you know, Tiffany very very wisely. It's like she's the budget Nista or something. (laughs) Is talking about like people who people need to hear this. It is time to resist the temptation, you know what's funny? I can tell that retailers are trying to take advantage of the folks sitting at home bored out of their minds because I have gotten so many alerts, H&M's having a sale, Mm -hmm. Bye Bye Baby sent me a coupon, Burt's Baby sent me something. Like it seems like these businesses are like, oh, you're at home, you you bored, you want to buy something? And I am really trying to resist because like Tiffany said... Yes, I have savings and I do feel prepared, but, you know, even my job in the financial sector, anything could happen, you know, if people, you know, and and I have always been in that position. We all are. Look at the folks who work for airlines. You know, airlines are already having layoffs because of what's happening. So, you know, without creating another sort of panic, let's talk about looking at your budget today and looking at what you can cut back on. So personally, my husband and I... He didn't really want to do it but of course i kind of forced him to sat down and we looked at our finances you know what do we have coming in and what are our expenses like right now and what can we start thinking about might be on the chopping block cable was certainly one of them our eating out budget thank goodness you know we're naturally not going to be using that anymore so i was trying to find money in our budget to start putting more into our emergency savings account and we don't have a ton of debt right now. Um, we have like a low, we have a zero interest loan still we're paying off um, relating to the house. But like Tiff said, like if you have loans out there, I would, you know, what do you think? Like make your minimum payments, but maybe don't aggre- like try like, rethinking potentially aggressively paying them down and keeping that money in savings until things kind of level out. And we have some, you know, some more certainty in, in, in how things are working out right now.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, paying
2: off debt. I mean, it's good, but again, you want to have more liquidity. You want to have cash in case, in case things don't get better quickly. You know, it could be a couple more months of this insanity. We just don't know. And you want to have that cash on hand.
1: Exactly. That's, I think that, that was my biggest, like, oh, if I know what I know, I used to literally, like, as I was sleeping in my middle school bed at home with my parents, I would like mentally add up all of the BS that I had Bought the year before, like, oh, if I would have added, not paid for this and I would have cut that off, I would have had this additional money right here, right now. So, and, and the thing is, you know, we had clues. It wasn't like it, I needed a crystal ball. It was like, oh, we're here now. But I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I mean, I make a joke of it, but like, drop down and get your frugal on. As soon as, like, we're here now, you should be making this decision tonight, like, hey, bae, hey, hey, self, what are we going to cut out tonight? So that was like, you know, that, that's a huge component. Also too, um, if you do have, um, income, like I'm looking to get a little bit more liquid. So I said to myself, you know what, I, this is the opportunity for those who are in a solid position. Um, those are the, this is the opportunity for me to invest, um, more heavily when like the market finally starts, stops dropping. It's a little more stable. Y'all know that I, I purchased the house. My husband, and I purchased this house and we, we paid for it, um, cash. And so that means we don't have a mortgage, but I'm going to pull out some of the uh, money from the house to set aside to potentially invest alongside with my financial planner. we talked about it because what that means is like, you know, you have a unique opportunity when things go really low for when they go back to normal to be able to get certain investment investments, pennies on the dollar. Like for example, when, um, in 2010, um, my house that i bought my condo that i bought for 220 was sold for 150 so the condo was not worth 150 it was because of the times we were in it was recession and so mm-hmm. that person bought it for 150 and then 5 years later it went back up to 200,000 so they bought a condo and they were able to say woohoo i made a $50,000 profit so i want to put position myself and my family to be able to do that now that's only people are wanting to invest but you don't have an emergency savings. You want to make sure that you shouldn't be putting necessity money toward risky investments. I mean, we're not. I'm not going to make risky investments anyway, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I, I because I feel like I'm not gonna lie I, I this is a, a bad habit that I have that I've been positioning myself like I always work from a place of fear when it comes to my finances because the recession totally jack me up so I've been like per- I feel like I've been prepared for this day like I have my zombie bunker <laughs> I'm like what I, I, all the bad habits that I have about stashing too much cash about buying everything in cash the things that normally are honestly not the greatest in a recession, I'm like, oh, yeah. Look at I me mean, now. Yeah, this yeah. is the moment. I was right. Like, Everything is going to shine. <laughs> it's like my mom, who's a nurse, oh, my God. I'm like, okay, Sylvia, we get it. Oh, I told you guys, washing your hands? I never get sick. She, this is her time to shine, boy. She is ready. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like paranoia, Tiffany, this was the moment, but honestly, it's, it wasn't good when we had like, uh, you know, our prosperity times. But I'm just sharing that to say that like, that's the key now save, 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 keep as much of your money as you can. If you are in a pretty decent spot, considering getting a little bit more liquid if you can, so you can, um, you know, invest in the market, real estate, whatever is going to be the thing that you could get pennies on the dollar, because those opportunities are coming. Some of them have already come. Like, for example, there's some stock, um, and I won't say what, because I don't want you guys to be like, I'm gonna go buy it. There's some stock where I noticed that like, huh, Last year this stock was because I I follow certain stock on my on my um Robinhood app. And I was like, oh, this stock is pretty strong. And I was considering investing because I saw it was on the way up. It dropped nearly half. But I know that it's it dropped because of the current coronavirus, not because it's not a strong company, because I've been following that company for a while. So that might be stock that I would invest some money in because I know that it's a value company that just happens to be undervalued right now because of the times we live in. But I'm still watching to see. And so it's things like that. But that is for, like I said, that is for for folks who are already in a, in a decent place with their budget and their their savings. If you don't know what to do when it comes to stock, like is free class yesterday was perfect. It was great. Tia was pretty conservative. You know, she she didn't give like any stock tips. It wasn't about that. She really talked about when to buy, what platform to use. How do you know that a stock, how does she even pick her stock? So it was just a really great free class. Like I said, it's on the Budget um Facebook page. You could take a look and, and watch. And she just gave so much free value and she even get, she gave us like this free link to a tutorial where if you want to learn how to read a stock chart, Tila has this free tutorial on how to do so. What I love is that so many people are just stepping up and using their gifts and talents and in service to others. So it's just been that part has been amazing.
2: I'm definitely going to post a link in the show notes to the Budget East Facebook page. That sounds awesome. And speaking of stepping up, uh do you want to do brown boost brown break? I know. Yeah. Maybe it's a shorter show, mm-hmm. but let's yeah, let's let's segue over because I have something in that vein to talk about for my boost.
1: Okay, so it's time to boost the break. I feel like, honestly, I don't want us to break for a little walk, so I'm like, we got enough breaking! Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, are you going to boost, Mandra, or are you going to be- break?
2: I'll do a boost. Um, I have to say, I'll do, I'm gonna do two boosts real quick so I work with a team where most of half of my team is remote anyway but then the other half of us who work in offices last week we went fully remote just to be on the safe side um, and I have to say I just it came to be Friday it was a really weird week I was talking with people on slack and doing zoom calls and it just felt like everyone was really anxious and I talked to my number two and I said you know do you think it would be a good idea for us to just have one big Zoom call, like, just call it a happy hour, optional half an hour on Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Like, why don't we just give people a chance to come and vent? And it ended up being the most cathartic, really, like, time to spend with my team and just acknowledge that they're humans and to see their puppies and to see their kids in the background making noise because schools have closed and has left them with no childcare. And all I've gotten back from people is just gratitude for taking the time to do that. So I encourage you, if you guys are working remotely now um, and you're feeling like disconnected or isolated from your, you know, your work family, because you see these people all the time, um, I hope that you consider doing something like that because Mm -hmm. I really feel like it Benefited people to just talk and just, you know, acknowledge that we're all stressed the hell out and we're all, you know, in line at Costco like everybody else Mm -hmm. um, and trying to figure out, you know, childcare and, and things like that. So, a boost for that and an encouragement to those of you working online ask for that if you feel like, you know, you can't host it yourself or consider hosting an online happy hour yourself just to be connected. My Other boost was just to encourage people to check in on your neighbors. Mm. Um, We're in a neighborhood, but my block is kind of short and I know everybody on the block and it's sort of Sesame Street style, but we have been doing our daily walks and just so we have face time with neighbors and we keep our distance. But, you know, I left a, I left a note for my elderly neighbor, Rosemary, who I know is probably in her late 80s, early 90s, lives on her own, left her a note just with our phone number if she needs anything to let us know. And I saw my other neighbor, Joe, checking in on Rosemary too. And I feel a really nice sense of camaraderie with our neighbors right now. Like people will check in on us and we'll check in on each other. And I feel that's helped me with the anxiety around the situation because, you know, I can't, Cure coronavirus. I can't solve the economic crisis that we're in right now, but I can check in on my neighbors, and those stories have been trickling in with the he- the other kind of headlines in the media right now. But just try and embrace your neighbors and be a good neighbor yourself. Yeah. Um.
1: And and hopefully we can just get through this together. No, I love that. Um. So my boost is the bodegas. Um. So. <laughs> hey. <laughs> My husband's dad owns a bodega. I, I did not know that. Well, he's a bodega prince. Yeah. Well, tell him I said, Hola senor, um gracias por two uh I don't know. Anyway, so here's why. <laughs> so yesterday I called my sister, um, the one that lives Bobby with the two little ones. I said, Are you good? She's like, Yeah, girl, but you know, this whole toilet paper situation, she's got two potty training kids, so you already know. And she was like, you know, I didn't, I had normal toilet paper stock, you know, but everyone's it's sold out everywhere. I'm not sure what to do. And, um, I saw someone post, girl, you better hit up some of these um neighborhood stores that a lot of them have great stock. And so I said, you know what? I so saw I went and I just kind of like drove around Newark and the first kind of like corner bodega store, I went in and they had toilet paper piled up to the ceiling and I bought like, you know, like two, two packs two like, I think like two, eight packs. And then I was curious and I went like around the corner, there was another, local neighborhood store, bodega, you know, they were playing like, I don't know if it was Dominican music, but they were getting it in. Like ding, 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 ding. I was like, okay. And they had a little, merengue, a little bit, of right? but it was just like a vibe. And they had all the things they had cases of water. They had, um, you know, toilet tissue as well. So I, I didn't buy anything from there cause I was all good, but I went to four stores just to look and I posted on like my, um, my IG stories. And I was like, wow, like, I think it's an underutilized place. Not for the people who live there, but for people who are like racing off to these big stores that um, depending on where you live, if you have a local neighborhood store, um, bodega or otherwise, um, it's a potential place where where every place else is sold out. They have plenty of things. And when I tell you it was so chill, people were in there like buying like lollipops. I'm like, no, so you y'all, y'all not going to buy the no water? <laughs> like, <laughs> people were coming in for like, you know, like. Like, it was just a number, like a regular ordinary day and just getting like small little things. So, but like I said, it was, you know, I was grateful for that. Um, knowing that like my local, like neighborhood stores had plenty of stock. And so, like I said, I didn't, I didn't want to overdo. I just got her enough that she should be fine for, for two or three weeks. So I wanted to save some for other people in case it gets to that point. But it was nice to see that there wasn't this sense of panic and there was plenty, plenty, plenty. Oh, I love
2: it. Support your local small business, small store owner Uh for sure.
1: Um, I
0: love that. Yay for the bodegas.
2: Yeah, we checked in on Enrique's dad to see how business is doing, and he said it's business is going very well. A little worried about him, you know, being exposed to customers, but you know he's got like a plastic partition okay. to be safe. And I was like, please wash
0: your hands I after know. you handle
2: cash and and things like that. But you know, he would never shut that store down. <laughs> and um and uh, so thank you for appreciating people like yeah. him. Yeah, they work really hard.
1: They do. I mean, yeah, it just like I said, it was just. I thought it was awesome. I was like, wow, you got, y'all are stopped. You know? <laughs> so um people were hitting me my IG, like, where is that? I'm like, you coming to Newark? Girl, you uh, live in Chicago. No, <laughs> go look for your own logo, bodega. <laughs> oh, well, stay safe, Mandra. Be well, be safe. Yes.
2: yes, take care of your mental health, you guys. Those of you working at home, go for walks. Mm-hmm. I did I hosted a girls' night on FaceTime this weekend. It was kind of corny, but it was great. Um I love that. You know. I, it's, I feel sad for the people who have to cancel their weddings yeah. their oh my goodness. the baptisms, but sacrifices have to be made if we're going to get through this. You know, we have to start taking these drastic measures and it's so tough. I know that we are strong and we will get through this. Yeah. Um, we're here for you guys in whatever small way we can be through your headphones right now. Let us know um, how you're coping. Hit us up, Brown and Vision Podcast at gmail.com, or send us a note on Instagram, where Brown Vision Podcast on the gram. I'd love to hear from you guys and and hear how you're coping with the COVID 19 um, coronavirus crisis.
1: And just so you know, we all return to normal. Superman has been. Downstairs doing whatever all day long, and he entered into the room because he could smell I was doing nah. podcast, and he's like, I looked at him. He said, "Podcast." I'm like, Yo, I I don't care what day time that we take. maybe we could do this at three p three a.m. in the morning. He would still wake up podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna be all right. She's up to I know we're Perfect. gonna be all right. <laughs> all right, y'all. Bye. Bye. Be
0: well.